let's get the willies out with Sherlock. God almighty, what a what a picture. What a picture. You should probably intro the Martin Scorsese calling it a picture up top because now I feel like I'm only going to call it the picture. 2009 Guy Ritchie picture. Ah! Yeah, I'll do that. All right. Let me put... Um, it is a talkie. Jeez, is it ever. All right, where's this theme song? Okay, who is Jude Law? Why is he in every movie I have seen? He's in everything. He's in everything. He's gay. He's straight. He's American. He's British. Next day he's playing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the movie. Forgive my compromised sense of humor. I did want to answer our host question. Jude Law is he's, he's one of our finest actors. Hello and welcome to Law School, the only podcast that is all about Jude Law until someone makes another one. I'm Fran Hoffner. I'm Caroline Simons. And this week we are talking about the 2009 Guy Ritchie picture, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I don't know why I just laugh after the end of every title. Like, there's. It's funny how many movies Jude Law has been in. Yeah, I mean, that's literally why we did a podcast about it, but. Well, All right. we have we have some housekeeping to do. I feel like before we get into this movie, it's been a minute. Been a minute, and we took uh, we a took a weeks, short hiatus, short hiatus, and things just erupted while we were taking a break. First and foremost, Jude Law he got married. He guys. got married. The star of this podcast got married while I was in a movie, and I come out with my phone blowing up. Everyone wants to know. I was in class, I think. Yeah, probably. You're usually there. Yeah. Yeah. He, Jude got married. Do you have the name of his new wife? Um, it's sexist if you don't have it on hand. I don't have it on You know, it on if hand. I was actually, um, you know, qualified to host a Jude Law podcast, I'd have it on like an index card. Here's what I know about her. And She's he, blonde. and Oh, sure. That's Yeah, that's one thing. Um, okay. The Daily Mail and The Sun had some extraordinary write-ups as they do. Like, if they're not going to nail the Jude Law wedding, they should probably go out of business. But... Oh, her name's Philippa Cohn. Absolutely. Uh, they have a 14-year age difference. Absolutely. She's 32. Mm-hmm. I think that's okay. I do too. I think as, because she's not in her 20s, I'm not mad about Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. Here's the main thing I want to talk about is that her job is apparently, um, I want to have this. Yeah. Yes. She's a business psychologist. Yes. Do you have the son? Or, I think it's like the male. Like I have the male. Read that sentence that just tosses in her profession. Gives her a personality. Oh, it's so good. Okay. The business psychologist and behavioral specialist completed her stylish summer look with a (laughs) loose fitting cardigan and white trainers that appeared to be an exact match to those worn by her husband. This is about them being at Gatwick Airport. It's also feminist to begin with her job title before you go into what she's wearing. So you're in the clear. She does look cool, though. She is cool. She's married to Jude Law. She's probably cool. He's wearing the worst fitted white t-shirt I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I also want to I feel wholeheartedly embarrassed because when I looked at Jude's wedding outfit, they had like a low key. It looks like a city hall marriage. I don't know what. UK marriage law is. I'm assuming they have the equivalent of going down to City Hall and getting married. Yeah, they have that. Right. And his look, after seeing this look, I feel embarrassed that on the last episode, I was like, this guy owns two pairs of pants. I'm like, I'm a fool. This man owns so many clothes, even if he doesn't really know how to match and care for them. Sorry. But he is wearing a navy blue, is it velour? It's like a, it's like a velvet suit, right? Um, I'm on Refinery29 looking at it right now. Thank you for covering Refinery29. You're so welcome. He's wearing like a navy. Oh, wait, blue I have to go to the sun. Velvet suit 
wide brim hat. Yeah, I want to have an exact description of this outfit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah, wearing, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's like blue corduroy, not blue, but blue, blue corduroy. corduroy suit. Suit, yep. And it's a hat that's like the brim is a little wider than a fedora. It's like a Bolsonaro yep. hat. Yep. And then the shoes clash. They're like a bright Yeah, blue they're like a royal shoe. blue, and he's in navy corduroy. Which is like such an arrogant she move because that's not sartorially correct. Silly. Yeah, but he's like, but fine I think with it. It's oh, he's wearing nice. like a like a scarf too. He's like wearing a well, yeah. His right? tie is like, yeah, it's like it's a, like a silk scarf. Yes, and it's knotted like a lazy knot. Like it's down a lone a knot. Like a woman loosened it right. at a party, and then he like kept Alfie it vibes. till the next morning. Yeah, it's a very Alfie, Alfie look. It is like Alfie got married. The thing about the shoes is this: they are not right. Like I understand making a sartorial <laughs> effort, they're, they're wrong. Not right. Like. It's like I know what you're going for. This is the second no. time on the podcast we've been forced to discuss how Jude's shoes were not right for the outfit. Maybe he owns two pairs of shoes and a zillion. Maybe pairs of he pants. thinks it's like funny to have like the wrong shoes. No, on. no, no. I think he thinks he's making like a bold statement and he's charismatic enough to pull it off. I'm like, yeah, you can pull off a bold sartorial statement, but these are these are wrong. These are wrong. These are wrong. Um, anyway, congrats to Jude. If anyone knows what a business psychologist is, call us. Please call in. <laughs> call my personal cell phone. <laughs> which we know. <laughs> which we all know to be 847. The fact that you are doxing yourself on the air and I don't even have to do it anymore. It's beautiful. I just am desperate for people to call me. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, I'll hit you up anytime, friend. Anyone can call me on the phone except for people who know not to. Yeah. There's a list. There's a list. We'll talk about that another time. Yeah. Um, if you're on it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, Jude Law got married. We're happy for Jude. But he, we are here today. To talk about a movie in which Jude Law is stressed about getting married. <laughs> oh, my God. The marriage plot Sherlock this movie Holmes. evaporates. Oh, my God. Yeah. Have you proposed yet? No, I haven't found the right ring. Oh, then it's not official. It's happening. Whether you like it or not. 8.30, the Royale. Wear a jacket. You wear a jacket. But we are here today to talk about the 2009 Guy Ritchie picture, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. You see this shit in theaters? No, but you know what? I was in the throes of my Robert Downey Jr. crush. Sure, that was the time to have yeah, it. Yeah, because he, um, Iron Man is 2008, as mm-hmm. we know. Mm-hmm. This is 2009. And this is very, like, peak Robert Downey Jr., um, he, we're no longer afraid to insure him. There, that was it for a bit. Totally, he came totally. back from recovery and he can't be in anything and he's getting bit parts. I watched all those, but I had a big Robert Downey Jr. crush. From the trailer of Iron Man alone, I saw the trailer and I was like, which is an incredible trailer. They say the best weapon is one you never have to fire. I prefer the weapon you only need to fire once. That's how Dad did it. That's how America does it. And it's worked out pretty well so far. With um, I don't remember the original where they use Iron, the Iron Man, Man song. Yeah, the original Iron Man is the only Marvel movie I haven't seen. Seriously, isn't that crazy? That is. Really? Yeah, it's the only one I haven't seen because I like didn't care in two thousand eight, and then it's a really good trailer. Like you know that time when we didn't have all this other content to like latch onto when a movie was being promoted. Yeah, what was that like? You could just watch only the trailer and you, I knew like every cut, every line, similar to the Pirates of the Caribbean trailer. You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Same thing where I got super mm-hmm. amped about a trailer. Mm-hmm. I, just, I did that for Iron Man and then I saw Iron Man like a couple times in theaters. Full on crush for this a-hole. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's so cool. then peak stardom, it's like 
he's such a hot star. Let's make him Sherlock Holmes and have him like <laughs> learn a British accent. Yeah, I read up a little bit about this. Um, Guy Ritchie like did not want him <laughs> because he was too old and not British. But I think Downey Honestly, Jr. so are... desperately wanted to play Sherlock Holmes. Oh, he wanted it. Yeah, I think he, he had his like, pick really of the litter and put, for it. put me in the Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I definitely did see this in theaters, uh-huh. probably with my whole family. My okay. mom likes Guy Ritchie. Fun. Okay, Fun. we have to, yeah, it is, my mom like loves Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels. Oh I think she God. likes Snatch. I had Snatch on DVD, I love that. Where um, you have Brad Pitt with the, inc- like that insane Irish backwoods accent. I have not seen Snatch. <gasps> I do have screeners of Sony's Crackle <laughs> remake of Snatch the TV show with Rupert Grant. You know that I've the same thing. Li- well, I've How never watched rel- it. I just How have, is that it's relevant? like I have so few DVDs, but that is a DVD I have and I have I'm just so like am I going to watch this at some point? Is it in like a paper sleeve and yeah, you're like I yeah, don't want to yeah. throw it out? I just want to know if Rupert Grant is good in it, but it's like I'll watch it in 6 years, you know. I don't need to know that actually. Okay, we're different. <laughs> I'm worried about Rupert Grant, but that's another story. Yeah. Um, I can't talk about Brad Pitt's Northern Irish accent. That's is it fine. Northern? Do you like Guy Ritchie? Here's the, here's the question. I know. Um, I think for both of us. I'm trying to think. Here's the thing. I can't get past minute like 10 of, um, what is Lock, Sock, and Two Smoking Barrels the first one? It's like, it's so sepia and it pisses me off so much because it's not yeah, motivated it's by anything. I naturally just think this is a really ugly, like, you, could, you could be putting cellophane over the lens. That's what it looks like. It's crap. And I won't watch it. I also can't get past like the minute eight mark, but it's, I think I think it's boring. Mm-hmm. I think I want to be not only like a person who likes Guy Ritchie, but I want to be like a girl who likes Guy Ritchie. Yeah, you but when, be cool. cool. Yeah, girl. I'm not like other girls. I like Guy Ritchie, uh-huh. but it's like maybe I don't like Guy Ritchie. Is also the, when I was rewatching this, I was like, oh, I might just like hate this whole vibe, Here's, even though I love rock and roll. Yeah. And I love King Arthur Legend of the Sword. Oh, my God. It's like, I think the back half of Guy Ritchie's career reminds me, like, I don't like Guy Ritchie because he picks the most boring payday projects and he kind of doesn't do anything cool with them. Like, The Man from Uncle is a movie I love that I oh, wish yeah, had I a sequel. About that but one. when you watch it, I'm like, I know why it doesn't because it's boring. <laughs> The it's fight like scenes boring. are bad. The fight scenes are bad. It's like boring with like good gifts. And he, everyone looks hot. He ca- Everyone looks so good. The looks are incredible. He casts really well. Like there's so much on-screen chemistry for all of his stars. I think Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law are great on screen. Mm-hmm. I think in Man From U.N.C.L.E. like Henry Cavill and Army Hammer are the same. They're a very good match in like their yeah. weird godlike handsomeness. And, they and still Alicia Vikander is amazing oh, and so fun. And then Hugh Grant pops in. Oh, Everyone's yeah, having so much that. fun in his movies, and then he doesn't do them any help. He doesn't help yeah, them out. Yeah, yeah. Are, are we going to have to see Aladdin after talking about this? So, Guy Ritchie is directing the new Aladdin. I know. Don't I forget. I promised my friends, Tessa and Jeff, because we all like King Arthur Legend of the Sword, that we would all go see Aladdin. And with each subsequent sort of like footage reveal in <laughs> Aladdin, I'm like, I so wish I had not made this promise because I, I'm like, I can't believe I'm going to spend like New York money on paying to see Aladdin. Get a cold, back out. I don't want to do that. I'm like, too, I'm in too deep now. I yep. wish Jude was in New Aladdin. What would he be in New Aladdin? Ah, like Jafar. What if he like voiced 
Iago and they did like a uh, the bird would be hot <laughs> I know what <laughs> if the I twist is to, the bird is hot now I would like have to grapple with being attracted to a bird which is like I'm very afraid of birds really so that would be an interesting twist for you're me you're afraid of birds yeah really afraid of them you don't want to be pecked I don't want to be pecked yeah I don't like that they can walk and fly <laughs> too powerful like sometimes they choose to walk right isn't that crazy Little tiny dinos yeah, I don't like I don't like dinosaurs. They used either. to really well. No. You're in luck; they're not here. Yeah, <laughs> so you win that round. Oh <laughs> yeah. So where? What's Jude doing before Sherlock Holmes? If oh, Robert Downey Jr. Jude um, coming off of 2008. He was Hamlet on Broadway. Big excuse deal. Squeeze me. <laughs> Big deal. Did you? You knew I he love was, Hamlet. You I do? knew he. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I said that incredulously. Like it's an incredible piece. Stood the test of time. Yeah. The ultimate theater get. I think it's so good. Again, a fun thing about mentioning to people you have a Jude Law podcast is they will just open up and tell you their Jude Law experiences like right away. I don't know if you're getting that. I am getting that and I love it. I'm getting it. a little bit of it. Yeah. So I, I think you're more connected to people who are connected to Jude Law than I am. Maybe. I also just talk about this nonstop. Sure. I mean, I also talk about Jude Law nonstop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of why we're doing this mm -hmm. to begin with. But I was talking to people about, you know, doing the podcast and people tell me their Jude Law experiences and a lot of people who grew up in like the tri-state New York area, were like, oh, I saw him as Hamlet on Broadway, mm. which I think is fascinating. Yeah. Um, and then one of them said pretty adeptly, I was like, is he good? And she's like, yeah, he's really good, but he's just not a good Hamlet because, like, he's so hot. Like, I'm sorry, Judy Law. Because, like, Hamlet's be supposed to be kind of whelpy and annoying and whiny. Yeah, which he can, he can do that, though. He but can, he does, like... We'll actually get into this a lot in Gattaca in a few weeks. That's but, um, what I was thinking, yeah. Because he's really good at being entitled and whiny, but it's still, you're not annoyed by him. If anything, you're amazed that he's like pulling off the, can I speak to your manager? But he's like hot <laughs> while doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree that he's not a good pick for Hamlet, but I am not coming up with as many reasons like why. It's okay. Neither of us saw it. I saw Michael Sheen do it. Really? Yeah. Oh, weird that's Hamlet. here? No. In London, yeah, that's the that's the goal. Isn't On the it? old end, I okay. So a little bit of a side story about Hamlet's. We can cut if we need to, but sure. um, I went to a few years ago. They had a midnight screening of Spice World, and mm -hmm. this was when Alan Cumming was uh, doing MC again in Cabaret and Broadway. And he came to introduce the movie. He came right after a performance. It was incredible. I love the guy, and he mentioned that he got the role in Spice World because he was Hamlet in London. And Ginger Spice, at the peak of Spice Girl fame, went to see Hamlet. And she was like, oh, I want him in the movie. England is crazy. Can you imagine, like, being a Spice Girl and just going to see, like, who's Hamlet right now in London? Like, tip top of acting. I want him in my campy movie. That's and amazing. Like, of course. That's so fun. And they stayed in touch. She was like, I texted her. She was so excited you all were here. And I was That's like, such a good anecdote. Thank you. Do you think Guy Ritchie saw Jude Law be Hamlet and was like I want him to be Watson I kind of do because they've maintained kind of a friendship the two of yeah, them yeah I mean they've done three movies together now three right. pictures as Martin Scorsese would say oh my god yeah this is definitely a picture what are, what are those King Arthur and then t these two Sherlock Holmes oh I forgot there's a sequel there's a sequel we did not watch the sequel by the way because we will watch the sequel in the future maybe oh we should do a whole one on the sequel. yeah let's do a whole one on the the sequel is like I remember this movie coming out. I remember really loving this movie, which is baffling to me now. Mm -hmm. I also know that I saw the sequel. I cannot tell you anything about that movie. Who's the baddie? 
I think it is Jared Harris as is it really Moriarty? Yeah, no way. I think they get Moriarty in immediately, and I I, I think, literally was gonna bring up. I wish Jared Harris was in this movie. He is in the movie. Oh, he's in Shadow though. Is that why yeah. I kept thinking about him? And then the second one's Game of Shadows. Uh, yeah, that oh, probably okay. is. Unless you're watching Chernobyl. I was. I am watching Chernobyl. I'm not. We're what? different there. I'm not. Are you? It's called Chernobyl. I'm not watching that. It's drama. No, don't be silly. Don't. It's not not drama. Don't don't refute my claim that Chernobyl wasn't drama. It's like I mean, one of Chernobyl's the drama. drama. It's so it's much drama, drama. But I don't. It's like I don't. Think about like me, where I'm at, what I'm up to. Like that is, I do not need to see something called Chernobyl. Well, all right, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna deny your experience. I'm saying I'm looking forward to Sunday night for Chernobyl, oh and gosh. I'm letting Fran just text me what's happening during Game of Thrones. A real Chernobyl head, if I ever saw one. I literally was watching Chernobyl after watching Sherlock, and I was like, I wish Jared Harris were in Sherlock. Wait. He's so tortured. Here's the question. Remember when he tried to kill himself in the Jaguar in Mad Men? No, I haven't watched Mad Men. Well, spoiler. <laughs> My God. I didn't even know he was in Mad Men. He comes, he's Lane Price. Why am I yelling at you? Of I'm sorry. The, of the Price, of Sterling Cooper Draper Price? Yeah. I just rattled that off. Okay, so is he yeah. not? I'm like on. He's, he's a partner I'm, in the later years. What's up? That's great. I'm on IMDb and I'm not finding Jared Harris as credited as Moriarty in this movie, but. The in one the first we, one? Or yeah, the, in the first one. Interesting. But maybe... What if they cast someone else as like the body and yeah, then they it's, actually brought it's back It's honestly quite possible. But I do... Th- I, it is Jared Harris in the second one. That's fun. It must be him in this one. Does he have a good look? I shouldn't be asking you to tell me about the second one he when have we haven't look? talked about the he first one. He always looks the same. What do you mean, does he have a good look? I mean... You he, seem to not looks, be entranced like, by Jared Harris. You're not watching no. Chernobyl. You're not watching Mad Men. I like him in uh, Certain Women. You ever see that? I didn't see it. Oh, that's that's a great Jared Harris um, performance. Him, now that a lot I know of him he's... and Laura Dern. Oh, my God. Now that I know that's who's in it? Yeah, that's a great. Mm. I love that movie. Um, this movie, why did I love it in 2009 and why do I hate it in 2019? Um, because it's got a lot of flash and no substance. Sorry to teenage you. Yeah. And I think this is like a movie you find cool... Like cool and a little hot before you've gotten before you've become cool and hot. Yeah, we have become cool and hot, which I think is. Important. Does that make sense? It, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And okay, I was kind of getting at this with Man from Uncle. Also, it's like I love this movie, but also it's boring. <laughs> I think. Yeah, it I is. think Guy Ritchie it, sucks at directing action sequences. Action films are not heist films. He's very good at like his early heist films are very good. And then someone just assumed like, oh, that translates to action. Every action sequence in this movie is clunky, is obsessed with tech, it completely loses any motivation, loses any thread of a story. And it's like hitting a checklist of cool, ramped up speed BS. Yeah. And yeah, like, I mean, I, I watched this. It's so the amount of edits in this movie, well, it cuts yeah. so many times during the dialogue, too, drives me insane. Like, there's so much good witty repartee between Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law, and it drives me nuts. He cuts between close up, close up, close up, close up, instead of just letting the scene play. It's like, oh, am I going to forget who's talking? Like, stop it. Like, just. Let me watch them. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the success of this movie at the time hinged on people being like, well, Downey Jr. and Jude Law have like incredible banter. They have really good chemistry. But a lot of that is like forced through editing. I don't 
doubt that they like do get along as dudes, but it's it doesn't feel like <laughs> guys being dudes natural. So you're free this evening? Absolutely. Dinner? Wonderful. The Royale? My favorite. Mary's coming. Not available. You're meeting her, Holmes. Well, I think it just I think it's undercut by the editing and the way it's presented because I think there's some truly like funny lines and funny back and forth and like odd couple relationship stuff going on. I think it is undercut by this distracting editing direction in these scenes. Like if you just let some of those scenes play and like pulled back a little bit would be like the jokes would land a little bit more. Instead, it's like this like you don't have to cut with the dialogue. Like, What am I teaching here? Like, come on. My gosh. Okay. <laughs> no, you're you're right. Let's talk about let's talk about Jude. Oh, let's. Um. So Jude is Jude is the Watson to the, Jude is the to Watson. Sherlock Holmes. This movie in classic Guy Ritchie fashion asks the brave question: What if being smart meant you could kick someone's ass? Employ elbow block and body shot. Block furrow left. Weaken right jaw. Now fracture. Instead of being like nerds v jocks, it's what if nerds were jocks? Yeah. Yeah, and this is not the first or last Guy Ritchie movie to have a shirtless boxing scene, which he seems to love. That has nothing to do with Jude. Do you think Aladdin will box? Yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I honestly think there will be some kind of shirtless boxing scene in Aladdin. There's nothing we can do about it. The he height of masculinity it. is being able to shirtlessly like box underground. Right, covered in dirt. Where'd the dirt yeah. come from? Um, Jude Law's representation of Watson, well, Jude Law in this movie is British. Yes. He is straight in quotes in that he is getting married to a woman. But right. I think this was also, this came but out. He doesn't at, care about her at all. He doesn't care about her at all. She's not a character. Right. Like, who is she? No clue. Never heard of her. Kelly Riley? That oh, I, meant, I, meant, the I meant the, the character. The character, Mary Morrison. I mean, she's like canonically oh, Watson's yeah. Can wife. Can you talk about books? the Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. I've read one book. I think I've read two of them. I read them in college. Huh. Um, Sher- the Sherlock Holmes novels don't really... I mean, mystery is not a genre I love unless it is the book The Westing Game. Ever read that one? Mm-mm, oh, no. a classic. Yeah, but um, write it down. Yeah. Sander likes it. Sander loves Sander's it. Sander's here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my gosh. Where is the HBO miniseries of The Westing Game? After Every Chernobyl. Year. Let After Chernobyl, Chernobyl play out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't I don't love mystery, and I think I don't really like the Sherlock's Hol- Sherlock Holmes mysteries because you, as a reader, can't figure them out. That's mm-hmm. like it's like he's so smart. So it, they always do end with like a six page monologue of him explaining everything. And there was like there's no way for you as a reader to be able to puzzle it out. And that's that's annoying to me. And he does that in this movie, too, where he's like, oh, I noticed this lion. In Sir Thomas's secret chamber, I found the bone of Knox, the tooth of a lion, the feather of an eagle and the hair of a man. The points of the star represent the five murdered girls. But the cross is what we're now interested in. It's a widely held belief that within the architecture of the great cities are coded references to the system. And I'm just like, oh, I didn't know we were supposed like, okay, I didn't know to look for any of this. When it all comes together, I, it's a hard shore from Yeah, that, but that's what, so that's what these books are like, too. Yeah. Like, that is the general vibe of it, is like, you were never supposed to be able to figure it out. It also, they always have this, like, sort of Scooby-Doo element, too, where you think it's magic or you think it's supernatural, but it's actually logical the whole time. But Where's- it's like... The Hanna Barbera cartoon of Sherlock Holmes. That'd be cute. That'd be kooky. I think that'd um, be fun. But Holmes and Watson in the books do have this like odd couple slash old married couple relationship. Yeah. And Holmes is sort of classically a little disdainful of Mary Morstan, who is um, I hope I'm getting that name right, who is canonically um 
Watson's wife. And Watson is, you know, Holmes is like a coke addict and right. like the violin stuff and right. he's crazy. The violin, the drugs. Very they did very yeah, lazy Morrison. lip service to the drug stuff in this, which is I guess they can only be lazy and because it's PG thirteen, you think? Yeah. And yeah. also like you don't really need it. Like they could have just done away with it, but I guess they had a weird criteria of like, okay, here's the source material we have to adhere to. We better toss in that he like does coke. I'm like, you don't have to if it's PG or whatever. And also it's not, it doesn't serve any purpose. And it's also not faithful in like a thousand other ways. So it's like. Is the dog named Gladstone in the books? I like that. He's killed a dog again. What have you done to Gladstone now? I don't remember if there's a dog in the books. This might have been a Guy Ritchie. Wow, I love Edition. that. Edition. Um, it would be much more like controversial if it was like Disraeli the dog. <laughs> like, yeah. a, like a stodgy conservative dog instead of like a cool liberal dog. Yeah, I think all is, dogs is, are liberal. Is 19th century PM humor not what we should cover on this pod? I'm just going to let you make the jokes and, and be like, uh-huh. You're a good friend. Thank you. Right. Yes, and I agree. Um, <laughs> all right, let's yeah. just move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But Watson, yeah, Watson is, you know, a war veteran. He's kind of nervous. Right. And the this Jude representation is, he's sort of like a little, he's a little snit, you know? Why I ever believed <coughs> that I would get to have tea with Mary's parents is beyond me, having been talked into going with you. But there's not much character beyond that. It's not like we're dealing with sort of like his internalized trauma from the war, which is what the um, Martin Freeman Watson is sort of constantly grappling with yeah. in the BBC Sherlock. Which we love, of course. And Do you love? I love. Yeah, I love the seasons that I watched. Yes. Yeah, and I, the second it got like irreparably bad, I like immediately dipped out. I think but I one and watched two, two seasons, yeah. One and two are Were the good more? ones and even, oh, there's like four and a half of them now. Sure, I guess There's like two sense. more and a Christmas special. People freak for Benedict Cumberbatch. I totally People lose their minds for him. I do like him, but like not in any of the projects that are the ones people talk about. He has a beautiful voice. Yeah, he does. And he's that. genuinely amazing in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. He's absolutely amazing in that movie. That movie's so good. And he's good in Atonement. Why isn't Jude in Tinker Tailor? Too hot. Oh, well, come on. Tom Hardy's in that movie. You know who's great in Tinker Tailor? Mark Strong. Jared Harris. Mark Strong. Jared Harris is not in Tinker yes, Tailor. Yes, he is. He's Are in you the begin- serious? No, I'm thinking of Toby Jones. Yeah, you're thinking of Toby Jones, who's one of the Tinker or Tailors or Soldiers or Spies. Aren't they all? Yeah. Um, when I, I saw that movie, uh, obviously a prestige Christmas release, I went with my family absolutely. and we walked out of the theater. And my I can't mom, believe your family would agree to see that. That's exactly like, I can't believe you guys saw Sherlock Holmes. Like to me, that's just as foreign. Well, my mom likes Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Well, my parents like prestige films around Christmas. Come on, we're Jews. So, okay. But when we walk out of the theater, my mom just goes, so they're gay, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, ah. Yeah, that was sort of actually, also me leaving that movie. Actually, yes. Like, you're not wrong, Mom. Like, that kind of is the movie. Yeah. Um, should we briefly talk? We haven't, have we talked about Jude? So Jude is just like, Jude is not emotionally vulnerable no- enough to be, like, a convincing Watson. But also, like, Guy Ritchie doesn't want him to be vulnerable. Yeah, when is Guy so Ritchie all he is, is sort of, like, a stick in the mud. Yeah. Which he does But he's still hot. Well. But he's still, yeah, he's, he's funny in this. It reminds me of him in... Uh, I Heart Huckabees a little bit. Yeah. Just because I Heart Huckabees, he's a lot smarmier. When he starts getting a little more upset and he becomes a little more rigid and stick in the mud, it's shades of this. Yeah, definitely. And, and it's I, very funny. And he's 
Jude's at his best in this when he's being a huge stick in the mud and yeah. being so annoyed. There are two really funny exchanges where he's just like annoyed at Holmes, but it doesn't really get to true anger. It's just like annoyance because yeah, is it like love. when they're fighting when they're in right, they're dating. I've been reviewing my notes on our exploits over the last seven months. Would you like to know my conclusion? Uh, I am psychologically disturbed. How so? Why else would I continually be led into situations where you deliberately withhold your plans from me? Why else? You never complained about my methods before. I'm not complaining. You're not. What do you call this? How, how am I complaining? I never complain. When do I complain about you practicing the violin at three in the morning or your mess? Your general lack of hygiene or the fact that you steal my clothes. Uh, we have a barter When system. do I complain about you setting fire to my rooms? Our rooms. The rooms. When do I complain that you experiment on, on my dog? Our dog. On the, on the, the dog. our dog. But I do take issue is your campaign to sabotage my relationship with Mary. Yeah, yeah they're da- and that's, that's the thing. They're this dating. movie is popular because the vibe was like they're dating. And also yeah. because like Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law would go on all these talk shows. Oh, they and did I- the buddy-buddy circuit? I f- maybe not for this one, but they certainly did for the sequel. And that oh, was really fun. capitalizing on, like, we love each other. We love working together. Yeah, I was watching move. some old Robert Downey Jr. interview where he's, like, in London promoting. I don't even know what he's promoting, but they're like, are you going to do another? Iron Man 5. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think it might have been, like, another one of the Iron Mans. And um, they're like, are you going to do another Sherlock Holmes? He's like, I don't know. I'm trying to track down Jude while I'm here. Like, he's I on need vacation. to find Jude Jude in, in the tropics. With yeah, his <laughs> with his open pants. <laughs> um, but, yeah, all the success on this, I feel like, hinged on, like, not only do these, are they boyfriends in the movie, mm-hmm. or is that being, like, hinted at, but these two guys are, like, obsessed with each other, so we love that. It's 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 fine. It's, like, cute. I wish it was not two hours and five minutes long, because it feels like it's four hours long. I was watching this, too, and I was like, why does this feel so long? And then you realize midway through it's boring? Yeah, it's boring. Yeah, it, like, plods along, and I think a lot of that probably comes from when you get the big reveal at the end it's like again a big okay sure but you had nothing really to draw you to that conclusion so you're not invested in the film leading up to it it's not like you're putting together the clues it's very much like all right like you'll tell me what happens at the end but you're not engaged like oh is this gonna come back later you're kind of just like okay yeah well at least in sort of like the BBC Sherlock, which is, like, the main thing I have to compare this to. I guess I also watched one season of Elementary on CBS. Oh, with Lucy Liu. Yeah, great. And um, Johnny fucking... Mnemonic? No. You know who I'm talking about. No. I We have to edit this to where it sounds like I know I mean, I'll edit is. out me saying Johnny Mnemonic like an asshole. So, yeah, I will. Johnny Lee Miller. So, Lucy Liu and Johnny Lee Miller. Johnny Lee Miller famously Jude Law's roommate. For a number of years. Um, Oh. But like elementary and Sherlock on BBC. Yeah, that guy. Both like really aggressively hinge on the Holmes-Watson relationship and the mystery sort of takes like the backseat. Is Lucy Lee Watson in that? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. No, it's amazing. I love season one of that show, but not enough to just like commit to a murder of the week kind of deal. That's fine. But um, the thing in this is like, Guy Ritchie doesn't really care about the relationship between them beyond, like, they have banter. But mm. then it's like, I don't care about... Th- it's about spectacle, and I don't care about the spectacle, and I don't care about this mystery. Yeah, the spectacle is also very... I mean, like, it's not that good. 
Like it just seems I I don't think Guy Ritchie does spectacle well, and I think it's a big myth well, that he does. Aladdin is about to prove you wrong. That's why just I'm not kidding. seeing. <laughs> you better get that cold real quick. You don't want to sit oh through my that gosh. in theaters. Please infect me with something so I don't have to see Aladdin please. in theaters. Save um, our Fran. Once again, Fran is in trouble. Please save Fran. Please save me. Um, yeah, I was. Here's another thing I'll say about this movie is mm. I bought this score on iTunes. Oh, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, yeah this is one of my favorite Hans. Scores. It's really good. I do like it, and I do feel like um, I do feel like it's sort of a character in the movie. I'm just kidding. Um, but it <laughs> well, is. Also, it is. It is. It's a really um, vibrant and interesting score. Yeah. And I just I love I love it. It does remind me of how like once every 18 months I get really into Electro Swing. Oh gosh, really? Yeah, like is this Electro Swing? No, 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 no. But it has that same energy of like, what if instruments from the past were being kind of funky? Yeah, this. I think the score sort of like steampunk. I guess. Yeah, they fly dangerously close to the steampunk sun in this. Totally, movie. totally. I'm like, don't do it, and they get real. Guy close has and they definitely back away. been on like steampunk Reddit. He goes to Burning Man, I'm sure, right? Like every <laughs> year, he totally does. Do you think? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I bet he does. I guess. Yeah, you're right. I don't know what he does. So he's he been at least well. twice. Yeah. I think he went like two years in a row He once. might be like now he's like, it's getting too corporate. Oh, absolutely. But that's he's it. getting corporate. So maybe that's good. He's been corporate. Aladdin. <laughs> come on, baby. Yeah. We're, um, we're going to go together to see Aladdin at this point, I think. <laughs> yeah, if you want. If you want. I don't want to, but I think we will. So the Hans Zimmer score, that's doing what Guy Ritchie wants to do with like, but what if yeah. he boxed? Hans Zimmer actually does like a modern adaptation right. of something yeah. from the Victorian period and made it kind of engaging and entertaining and modern. I said modern twice. Yeah. But it's I mean, modern. rewatching this, all the the real joy that I derived from rewatching this was just in hearing this score. Yeah. Set to scenes. Very again, good. Because it is That's so good. movies, baby. That's that's pictures. Yeah. <laughs> we love the pictures. Um, can you tell me something about Mark Strong? Like literally anything? <laughs> Mark Strong by his celebrity sort of like I don't know he like came out of like a a puff of dust and he'll sort of what did go he... back into the like what is he famous from initially yeah I don't know because I looked through and it's it not seems a Mark like Strong. I was <laughs> I'm just because I know who he is I think the first time I learned who Mark Strong was was there was a Super Bowl ad for Jaguars and they had <laughs> Like British villains, like being British villains. And it had, it was definitely post Thor because you had Tom Hiddleston, you had Mark Strong. And like, it was a very good Super Bowl ad. I'll say it. Yeah. And it was just like, Jaguars are for bad boys. Have you ever noticed how in Hollywood movies all the villains are played by Brits? Maybe we just sound right. Good evening, sir. Thank you, Mary. We're more focused, more precise. That was it. Like, but British bad boys. And Mark Strong was in that. I remember being like, who's that? Mm. Like, I know everyone else. Who's that? And then I was like, oh, okay. And now he just pops up in a lot of movies, I see. But to, like, be in that ad where the premise is, here's a roster of famous British villains. And I mean, he's like, in Rock and Roll. Maybe he's a he's Guy Ritchie Sunshine. guy. He he's just like a workman character actor. I'm like trying to figure out. I mean, he did. T- it's like he has sort of the classic trajectory of a lot of British actors we know and like, which is that they do TV over there, they do movies over there. Something hits big, they cross over here. But what hit big for him? Rock and Rolla? Like is that his big hit? Uh, no, I don't think so. Look, I'm happy. Sunshine. He's here. 
he's in Stardust, a movie that I love. I do remember oh, him being. I, I remember Stardust. I never saw it. <laughs> she looked at Mark Strong's IMDb picture. <laughs> yeah, hold it up. <laughs> Is he wearing a hat? I bet he's wearing a hat. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what the fuck is that? What's that? He must have picked it. I think people get to pick their own. I, yeah. Except but... for when they're bad. Um, what I was going to say about him, you have not seen Shazam, correct? No. Or you have? Oh, he's in Shazam, though. He's a villain in Shazam. And what I'll Great. say about this movie and Shazam is that, and I'm a little cooler on Shazam than I think a lot of people online are but are people into it or not yeah people love shazam a lot of people i know love shazam i think shazam is totally fine mark strong is doing something in both shazam and sherlock holmes which is um that it's very reminiscent of one of my favorite old onion headlines (laughs) which is an op-ed by george lucas george lucas like in quotes that is the events of star wars happened to me (laughs) Which is, every now and then you get like a performance where you're like, oh my God, like this person thinks this is all real. And this is me now with two different Mark Strong performances, this Sherlock Holmes movie and Shazam, where I'm like, Mark Strong definitely thinks that he died for three days and like came back to life. Or like, like he believes this so wholeheartedly. Like to connect to the character, he's like, oh yeah, that time I died for three days. Yeah. And in Shazam, he's like, I do think I have one eye that glows and a bunch of demons I can summon instantly. <laughs> You must widen your gaze. I'm concerned you underestimate the gravity of coming events. You and I are bound together on a journey that will twist the very fabric of nature. He's that good. He's that good. He's amazing. I mean, he's amazing in Tinker Tailor. Oh, and Kingsman. And in Kings. I love Kingsman. He's so good in Kingsman, yeah. I remember being shocked I loved Kingsman so much. First, Kingsman is good. Second, Mm -hmm. Kingsman sucks. But he is amazing. Second, Kingsman rules, man. You've you're you've got to be joking. They're like eating people in that movie. They're, it's stupid. I lo- but it's fun. They're not in on it. The filmmakers are not in on how dumb Kingsman Two is. But I'm having a good time. Sure. And Mark Strong is like genuinely giving a moving performance. Right. And I thought he was Scottish for a while. That's how good wow. he is. Mark Strong does know that Kingsman is fake. I think. Abs- I think he's in on the joke. <laughs> I think Channing Tatum is in on the joke. But Mark Strong does think um, Shazam is real. (laughs) What I was going to say about Mark Strong five minutes ago is that, do you know that Mark Strong is um, a a stage name? (laughs) I mean, I shouldn't be surprised. Do you want to know the name he was born with? Give me his Christian name. Uh, So he has an Austrian mother and an Italian father. Leading us to? Marco. Giuseppe. Salusolia. Marco, Marco, Giuseppe, Salusolia. And they changed it legally so he would get along better with his peers. They get along better with his peers? Yeah, so like I think like kids didn't make fun of him. Yeah, like small peers. Wait, was he like a child actor? No, no, no. I just think like going to school so they wouldn't tease him for having like a big Italian name. Oh, so he... His parents were like... So before he got into showbiz, he got an anglicized name. Yeah, it seems that way. Huh. The The more you know. This is this is an educational podcast first and foremost. What else is there to say? Rachel McAdams, uh, thankless role, thankless, thankless, quote unquote, girl boss role. You know. Also, like all the styling, she has like a smoky eye, which like is not a Victorian <laughs> thing. It's a very yeah. two thousand eight thing, and it's like exhausting. Stop. It's like how I can tell on Game of Thrones, R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. That Daenerys in later seasons is wearing mascara. 
<laughs> and I'm like, they don't ha- they don't have this. Well, maybe like the Dothraki just didn't have it. She, come on. She what? You're mad. I'm mad that I can tell she's wearing mascara on TV. Yeah. It's in like the it's, past. It's when the fantasy. actors uh, glow up as the show gets. Better. Well, all the women now are visibly wearing it, whereas I think it was like at least a little sort of like hidden before. It was like, sure. you know, brown mascara or not even mascara, just like straight on like false eyelashes. And yeah, that's all actors. That too. Anything else to say about Sherlock Holmes? Oh, I'll say this. Uh, Sherlock's thing is like distinguishing dirt from different parts of London. Like that's his superpower. <laughs> like that's yeah, like always that's, his that's big canon, reveal though. of like it's always this like dirt's dirt different or clay. Yeah, he'd be like, "This is from the the, is, the clay houses." Exactly. He is like talking about sediment all the time. He's like, "This is how I know where I am. This is how I know they're not dead. This is how I know this is a witch or not. And this is science. Dirt, 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 dirt. Mm-hmm. It's his big superpower." Yeah. It's the little things, as he would say. It is the little things. Was this movie good for Jude? I think it was. Yes, it was. This is a good movie for Jude. This is sort of an amorphous period of time for Jude. Right. Because... Where we sort of don't know what Jude is. Right. He's trying to get away from boring prestige roles and get back into interesting character roles, and he's still being guided into big old blockbusters. Yeah, I think he's just looking for what to be as he's getting older also. Yeah, he's looking for a role he's actually interested in again. Yeah, and I don't think he's this performance is like he's not interested in this. I just don't think it's that interesting of a performance. Yeah, it's really disjointed. There are some scenes that are very great, and then they seem... Like as if they're kind of from a different movie because then there are all these boring, perfunctory scenes that he needs to just be in to carry through his character. And then there are some moments where he really shines and we say, love our guy. Love our guy. Love our guy. It's so cute when he's being such a little snit. Yeah. You know, where he's like so grumpy. He's so grumpy. He's like, you're too loud in the apartment. I was like, I say that, you know. (laughs) I do love him. We love them. Guys, we love Jude Law. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey from a decade ago. Thank you, as always, to Ben Kling for our theme song, to Karen Hahn for our artwork, to Sandra Randall for producing. Sandman. Sandy. Sandy. Um, and we will see you next week. Good night. Good night.